See that lightsaber? Push it up or it's going to distract me the whole time. Oh, my God. Get it to the help base. Help base. There you go. All right. That's going to be distracting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I'll Watch It Later Spooktacular. Ooh. Oh. Our first, technically our first, Halloween show. Not really our second. Ooh. So... <laughs> This is I Will Watch It Later podcast, and we hope you guys enjoyed last week with the two episodes, The Snack Show, Fade to Black. Uh, We are back this week. Um, I'll let Jordan introduce his movies here in just a second. We just wanted to thank everybody who's listening, and as always, I am joined by my best friend, Jordan. Hi, everybody. And my other best friend, producer and brother-in-law, Scott. Yellow. Who is just the worst producer. Anyways, um... (laughs) So, uh, we... I'll be much better when I get paid. <laughs> we'll all be better. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on that paycheck. We'll all be better when we get paid. <laughs> this is why we wanted you on the show. So, you gotta just deal with it. You're better and smarter than both of us. <laughs> I, just put the, I, just, I just put the... I just fit the puzzle pieces together. Um, so, just want to thank you all for listening last week. You can follow along at our Instagram at Watch It Later Pod. Instagram and Watch It Later Pod on Twitter. Um... I was going to yeah. say, if you just go to the website, it's got links to all Every, the social Everything, media. yeah. Just go to the we- website. It's watchitlaterpodcast.com. Watchitlaterpod. It, is it? Dot com. Damn. I don't even know the own. <laughs> I, I go there like 40 times a week, and I guess I'm... Oh, you're that guy? I'm just dumb. He probably just he types W, it pops up, he just hits enter. Yes, it's watchitlaterpod.com. You can listen on the website. You can subscribe to all our social media. You can you know, check out all the episodes. It's all there. Yeah, we have a... Aaron doesn't know where it's at, but it's all there. (laughs) (laughs) We have an even more packed show for you guys today. We we just got back from seeing Halloween Kills, so we will also be discussing that today. But that's not what the show is, so let's uh, send it over to Jordan. He can introduce our our movie, his movie, his movie, and then we'll talk about Phantasm, and then we'll throw some Halloween Kills in there, and then we'll explain to you how the rest of... Whoa. How the rest of the month is going to go. <laughs> so, without further ado, Jordan, what did you have for us? Uh, I made us watch <laughs> Prince of Darkness. Anyone in close proximity has the same dream. What is it? A secret that can no longer be kept. It started a month ago. What started? A change in the earth. And the sky. His power. There's a weird locking mechanism. Looks like it can only be opened from the inside. A life form is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something. What? This was the 1987 John Carpenter... I would say it's like a it's a horror film slash like scientific horror film, kind of like you know in the vein of like uh, Event Horizon, where it's you know it got a lot of science involved and a lot of uh, horror elements. It's really it, honestly, I love John Carpenter. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. Um, the, I mean, I'm not I'm just I mean, all oh, right, right off the bat, I I, I enjoyed this. Um, basically, it's um, the second of his Apocalypse trilogy. Um, that started with uh, The Thing, and then you got Prince of Darkness, and then ended with, I'm hoping that you guys haven't seen this third movie, because I still want to see it, and that's In the Mouth of Madness. I own it. Of course. Sam Neill. Have you seen it? Own it. I have. Oh. 
I haven't uh, seen it. I can't, I, you know, I Not was going to bring in like the, the Aaron's owned it, but he hasn't seen it. Theme oh, song. Yeah, we can't do the theme song. But I can't do it now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. I, have not seen. Yes. It. <laughs> okay. So that fulfills the rules. We're gonna watch well, in the mouth of madness eventually. You I, seen I have not seen. Oh, it. okay. Good. I love. Yeah, I've loved Sam Neill, and I've been wanting to watch it. I've just haven't done it. If so. you would, if we would have started this show uh, a year ago, you would have got me because I ordered the the Shout Factory like version with all the um, the cool cover art, right. and I just had to watch it. And I honestly, I did not. I don't think I remembered that it was made by John Carpenter. Yes. So. So, but this film, um, basically, uh, a priest gets the help of some quantum physicists. Uh, they're students at, in L.A., and they go investigate what I'm assuming is the ooze from term, uh, ter- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. Um, and it turns out it's like the liquid embodiment of Satan himself. But I thought it was um, Ghostbusters 2. No, that's pink. <laughs> that's pink ooze. And I know, uh, but it was greed. But it was give, it was doing kind of the same thing. And, no. and can we just say that these are the oldest students that I've ever seen? These <laughs> students, for for uh, uh, yeah, for you know UCLA bound students, these are probably in their late thirties or early forties. The guys look they like they've been filming porn for like they the last 10 literally years. do a shot of everyone in the uh, the classroom. At like Victor Wong is speaking to all of them, and it's like. I was like, wait a minute, these guys are 55 years old. What's going on? He's doing here? like a, a TED talk to a group of octogenarians. <laughs> uh, uh, at one point, he's like, you guys don't have quantum physics degrees yet, but you might as well. I was, <laughs> I'm, like, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, they've had these degrees for 10 years. <laughs> like, what the hell? But yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, he's talking, uh, the main teacher of these old people um, is Victor Wong, another John Carpenter staple. He was also in um, Big Trouble in Little China. I love that guy and everything. So I actually didn't see Little or Big Trouble in Little China until we had gone to, we the, theater. Gone to the theater to see it, me and you and your brother. Yeah, no, I, I, that's one of my favorite movies. I just, I love how just campy and dumb it is. I mean, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's got John Carpenter's fingerprints all over. It's just, it's just one of those great, and this movie kind of does the same thing where, you know, you got some really cheesy lines, you got, you know, out of, you know, out of control action, and then it's just got a good horror element to this one. So yeah, uh, Donald Pleasance plays the priest that uh, gets everybody involved. Uh, like I said, Victor Wong is in it. Um, I don't know the main actor. His name was Jameson Parker. He plays the porn star with the big dumb mustache. And <laughs> I the, liked him. He looked like he was like the live action version version of Fred from Scooby Doo with a mustache. <laughs> he, you know, okay, I can see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of unknowns in this, and then there's a lot of actors that you would see and and recognize, but you don't know from where. And like Allison Cooper. Oh, Alice Cooper's in it. Which <laughs> honestly, Allison Cooper? I did. Why did I say that? I, I don't you, know. You're a dummy. Alice uh, Cooper. Are you, are you okay? Are yeah, you, I'm fine. Leave that. To, leave we that. Need, leave do we need that, to call 911? No, leave I'm that fine. in. Never take that one out. Why did I say that? Because you're dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but so he was in it. Uh, honestly, like he's featured on the the cover art for Shout Factory's version of it. Um, so I honestly thought Alice Cooper would play a bigger part in this movie. I don't know why, but hobo. he was very he was very brief in this movie. I mean, he played a pretty cool little part, but yeah, otherwise it was very brief. But I mean, just you know, right off the bat, I, I actually enjoyed this movie. I mean, it was it was like, like I said, kind of two parts uh, horror movie slash kind of almost like a zombie flick and a uh you know religious horror and a, a science film like it was kind of cool how like kind of they like, merged the two where they were trying to explain the existence of the devil and evil 
in a scientific way where it was like, you know, our world is one world. And on the other side of the mirror, our reflection, the darker reflection is where evil resides. It wasn't just like there's heaven and hell. It's just, you know, the quantum. It's like, it's like a Marvel movie. It's the quantum realm. That's where <laughs> evil exists. You know what I mean? Like, it was really cool how they kind of brought that science version. You hear that, kids? This is a Marvel movie. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Allison Cooper in. He plays Iron Man. <laughs> God. Um, no, I I, uh, I agree with you with most stuff you're saying, which is just facts at this moment. But uh, I love facts. I, 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 I don't agree with the zombie stuff, though. I don't think it was mostly zombie. It was mo- To me, it was more like... Um, Possession? Possession, like, yeah. Like supernatural. Like, yeah. yeah. Or type. like, as I said earlier, Ghostbusters 2, when they get the slime on them, it causes them to act different. Um, it, gets, it just felt like that to me uh, when you start seeing all the homeless people at the beginning uh, with the cockroaches, and clearly they can talk to bugs and evil things that we consider evil in this world. Cockroaches. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I watched it during the day, and I was actually surprised on how... Uh, I wouldn't use the word frightened, but it made me uneasy. Like, it actually scared me a little bit. Not scared in the sense of, like, I couldn't sleep at night or anything, but it was mostly like a, like how I caught myself looking away or, you know, like, waiting for the scare to happen. Um, I guess we all will get to it, but we all got scared at the end. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, there's one scene in this film that when they sleep because they're near the liquid or something, it gives them this creepy dream. And it's like, we are broadcasting. And I don't, the whole time I was watching that, anytime that came up, just gave me the heebie jeebies. It was a it was, shared dream, a shared yeah. consciousness. So and like, there was like was a dark a, figure in the, yeah. in the doorway. And what did you think about how the liquid infected other people? With the projectile, like super soaker, fucking, <laughs> I thought it was into everybody into else's mouth. Like, like you have to shoot liquid into their mouth from your mouth. Like <laughs> post COVID, this is this was very disturbing to me. Um, I thought it was campy, and in the sense, like I thought it was just gruesome because, you know, like you said, post COVID, where it's all germs and stuff like that. But it was just, it was very campy to me. I was like, this is insane. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how that would work in real life or anything. And not that I was comparing it to real life, but I, I just thought that the whole, Oh, you mean Parker has never vomited in your hands yet? Not yet. Okay. But, uh, Good luck with that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was gruesome. Like I, I, I was, I definitely squirmed during some of these scenes. Um, but it, it felt like John Carpenter to me. Like when I was watching right. it, it didn't feel like somebody else doing that. It felt exactly kind of like when you watch the thing or, um, or whatever, and there's like body dysmorphia and people right. changing, and you're kind of like, well, what's going on here? I it just it felt like his, it felt like his directing style. Well, it goes back, sense. it goes back to what I said about horror movies, and especially back in the day, it, that was practical. They did yeah. practical effects, like and I the like bugs that. were real, the the makeup was real, the everything was real. Nothing was digital. So it felt like it could happen. Like there was a, a realness to it. And that's why I love all those horror movies. Cause everything was practical effects. Like, like there was that scene where the guy, you know, just skipping just a little bit ahead where he's standing out underneath the, like the street lamp and they're all that's looking down on That's my favorite scene. I was just and about to talk like, about yeah, that. The bugs are coming out of his pant legs and there's bugs everywhere. And then all of a sudden he, his, his head, head falls, falls off. off and then like his arm falls. Off. It's just, you could imagine them filming that on set and they had this thing rigged up and it's just, it felt really real. And that's what I love about these movies is that there's that visceral, very tangible, 
you know, feel to them. And, and that's part of why I really appreciated this movie. Like I said, you know, like you said, with the thing, you know, it was all, you know, you can kind of feel that as well. So, I mean, that's what's great about John Carpenter. He, he goes a lot of practical versus, you know, trying to fake it. And that's why I like this movie probably more than the movie we're going to talk about later. But, um, I just, I just enjoyed the setup, all of it. I thought the quantum physics part of this was kind of on a back burner that it just was a reason to get them into this church and, uh, and so many of them into this church. So you could watch them get picked off one by one. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I just, yeah. What did you think, Scott? Every man <laughs> dummy, uh, you know, and uh, some of the, <laughs> some of the stuff you guys this are talking about, you know, we're out. talking about like, you know, horror visuals, you know, the, with the bugs and things like that. I mean, I like I enjoyed that stuff. For me, like the whole like overall the movie, it was okay. Um, I, I thought the first part of this movie was really slow to get to the point where where they finally got into the church and this stuff kind of started going on and happening. It kind of picked up at that point. Well, it's it, only an hour and a ninety minute movie. It didn't take too long. Well, yeah, I mean, it took long enough for me to hour, get going. Hour and thirty on minutes. It. Well, Sorry, I watched I, a I watched a, a behind the scenes with John Carpenter, and he goes, "This is the longest title sequence I've ever filmed," and it, it was over eight minutes. It's it's an eight to nine minute, you know, just getting up to starting the movie. So it's a lot of just quick flashes. And I'm and glad like you that. said that because I went back and I was actually watching the movie. So I watched the start of it, and I went out to get a drink into the kitchen, and I was watching it over the counter, you know, from you know from the kitchen, right. And I kept seeing names popping up, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" This, this this title sequence is still going on, and I actually paused the movie to see where it was minute wise in the movie, and it was it was at like eight and a half minutes at that right. point, and I was like, "This has got to be the longest opening sequence that I've ever yeah. seen in any movie." I don't think it take, took anything away from it, though. No, it's just no. It's, 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 for it, most movies, you don't see something lead up that long. Like you've got a lot of newer movies now where they'll you know you get a long s- scene. And then, like, oh, like, like with today's movie, Halloween Kills, you don't see the title of Halloween Kills until after you've seen this long 15, 20-minute scene. And then it's like, oh, it's Halloween Kills. This was, like, credits, 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 credits. Well, build up credits, and, you know, all this stuff. And then a little bit of scene. Yeah. Credit, a little bit of scene, some more credit, a little bit of scene. And it just it kind of stretched it out. And that would just it just t- kind of took me off the beginning a little bit because it made me think of the credits. Right. Because I was like, how, how much more of this is, is going to happen? I'm like, we're already almost 10 minutes into this, and we're still getting people's names <laughs> up on the screen. I'll watch it later podcast. The podcast where we talk about the opening credits. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, 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 is a, it is a part of this movie, the style. I mean, think about going back to the thing, how long it takes the movie to get going. It's the same thing. The, well, this think... was longer. I, at least it felt longer based off of what they were showing. But the thing is the same way, where it's like, it's, no, it's got, a long lead up. The beginning scene, the helicopter and the, the dog. I fucking love that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just uh, saying it, it feels like this is a uh, this is a style of John Carpenter that he employs, where he kind of does these quick shots to get you into the mood. I think They Live is almost the same way, where it's like, you know, you know, you get little montages at the beginning during the credit sequence to kind of catch you up into a story that you didn't know you were in the middle of. Well, right that's now. what I liked about it. If we're right. going to continue to talk about the opening, I liked that. I liked the setup. The setup was short. To, to me, it was short and sweet. Like, okay, this is what these guys are doing. This is why he's got to get these people to help him. And boom, bam, they got to fucking, you know, got to get all these people into this church. I get it. I understand. No, yeah, and that was that was really cool. And honestly, like I said, I love Donald Pleasance. Like the idea of this 
movie was great. I think what gets me having him in this movie is knowing how much he hated filming the first Halloween movie. Really? He hated oh, it. Oh, yeah, because he, he thought he was better a better actor and a more distinguished he didn't, actor. He than, didn't like the dialogue. Yeah. He was, he, he didn't like the pacing. At one point there is a scene in Halloween, the fir- very first 1978 Halloween where he's sitting in the car with the nurse and Michael's on top of the car and hits the glass. He was drunk during that entire <laughs> filming. Like he had had bottles of wine and wow. this is documented. Like he is, he was drunk. They barely got him to the set. He turned on the charm, did his lines. You can almost tell there's something off about how he's delivering everything. And then the second it was done, he went back to his trailer. Well, there is but a he way. Hated everything. I mean, it's off topic when he gets out of the car and he walks. <laughs> you know, he walks towards oh, yeah. the gate. You can tell he's like kind of stumbling. Oh yeah, he barely made it. <laughs> but you know, if you don't know anything about it, I mean, later on they they reveal that yeah, he was drinking and hated this movie. Yeah, but you see it now that you know about it. So right, it, and it now you'll go back and yeah. revisit it, and you're like, oh okay, I see it. But yep. yeah, it, it just it surprised me to see him revisit. Uh, a property with John Carpenter knowing his history with that original movie. So it was kind of neat seeing him back like, okay, he repaired, mended those fences, whatever. And now he's in this movie as the guy who gets the the band together. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't think his, um, his presence was all that important in this film. Uh, he could have been cut out completely. And I think we would have still gotten the same result. He did. Well, I mean, he, he gets them together. Uh, he, I think he's one of those priests that knows the secret of what's down there and knows why they're guarding it, but is very taken aback by Victor Wong's explanation of heaven and hell or evil and, and good and things like that. And Because there's a, at one point where he's questioning why the Vatican or whoever initially started guarding this green ooze, why they lied about why it's there or what it is. And it's just because, and it, it comes down to, especially you know with religion and just any society is that you have to make up explanations of things you don't understand so at the time maybe they just didn't understand the science behind it and that's why you know these these uh quantum physicists are applying the science to what this is doing you know they're measuring you know earthquakes and uh, you know all the particles in the air and and stuff like that so that's where the science comes in but it's it's providing an explanation to Donald Pleasance's character that he can't come to grips with. And so he's still in the vein of, no, it's evil and it's good. Yeah, there, I, there's no science behind this. This is this is it. I get it. I was just saying I could have if you just put a bunch of these guys in a room and started killing them off because of some green news, I would have been okay. Right. We, we would have got the same movie. Also, I, I don't I have to t- talk about this. Victor Wong. Great in Three Ninjas. That's all I want. He's to great say. in everything. He's... I just love Three Ninjas. Rocky Colt Tum Tum all day every day. You ever seen Three Ninjas, Scott? No. Oh. Have you seen it? No, I hate you. Oh yes. Well, <laughs> if you make us watch this yes. movie, I'll quit this podcast. No, you won't. <laughs> all right. For me, I watched a lot of some of the behind the scenes stuff after watching. This I should have watched. Like some I was of way that. into. Like I really did enjoy this movie a lot, a lot more than I think I expected. And I don't know why, because I love John Carpenter movies. I haven't watched one. Okay, hold on. Ghost of Mars. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I like that movie. That's not theater. <laughs> of course you I've did. never revisited it, though. And that might be one of those things where I have to go back and maybe appreciate it differently. See, but I could watch Ghost of Mars and probably hate it now, but I remember seeing it as a kid, and I was like, Ice Cube, he's doing things on Mars. 
Yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I do enjoy John Carpenter movies. So I, I went in very excited to watch this movie. It wasn't one of those like, okay, I've got to watch this movie. No, I wanted to watch this movie. And I was excited that I could bring it to here so we could actually watch it together and talk about it. I like a lot of, like I said, the practical portions of it. I was watching the behind the scenes and they were telling how they made. So at the end, after all the craziness and all the chaos and all the fun, there's a scene where the main chick that gets infected by Satan or whatever, I'm so bummed. her face is getting all melty and she's getting gross. Like it's really awesome. It's, it reminded me of American werewolf in London where the guy's main guy's friend gets killed. And at throughout the movie, you know, his ghost or whatever is haunting the guy, but in a fun way. And it starts off where, you know, you guys got a gash in his face. And then maybe later on, he's a little bit more decayed. And then as the movie goes on, he's basically decaying as the movie goes on. This is what I felt with this chick. Like she gets infected and then slowly throughout the movie, her face is starting to melt off. You know, she's getting gross and, you know, she's really gnarly. Like the evil is infecting her and destroying her body from inside out. Well, I and, like that she had the bruise, and then the bruise turned into like a Nazi symbol, and then like, <laughs> but it, like it affected. It was it was the Blue Oyster Cult, was it? Yep. Oh, that's the symbol fantastic. for Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> Are you sure Blue Oyster Cult didn't get the symbol from this movie? I'm, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying is is that that's probably where they got it from. Oh, okay. But uh, all I just I like that it infected people in different ways. Like she got the bruise that turned her into the weird gelatinous blob thing and then like somebody else would get infected and become like a uh roach creature creature. yeah yeah so well then like the black guy like stabs himself in the neck with something and bleeds out and everyone's freaking out and they all run away and then like next scene he's got like a bandage on and he's fine and he's you know infected and they're all trying to you know bring satan over but the really (laughs) cool practical part that i really did enjoy knowing how they did it was there's the scene where she's reaching out and basically, you know, the lights coming through the window and then you see the, the, like the demon claw about to come out. Do you know how they film that by taking a, a, like a, a frame and sticking it on the ground and filling it with liquid mercury yeah. Whoa. out of some lamps. Like they emptied all the lamps and put the mercury, uh, mercury. I can't even say it. Shit. Mercury. Mercury. Mercury with Allison <laughs> Cooper. God. Um, and then <laughs> why did I say that? Fucking dumb. Um, and, and then they, and then they filmed it in reverse. So they, you know, pulled the hand down to make it look like it was coming out. I just, I like, I like that approach to filmmaking. And I think that's what made me appreciate this movie a lot more. If they made it now, it would have been all special effects and not very, you know, practical and just, I I don't know. I I like the the campy special effects. Right. I mean, that's, and, and honestly, that's where, you know, your, your, your horror movies, always went was the practical you know they built puppets they built certain things to create the scene and it was all like out of made material you know they didn't put a cgi into it you know they they've used zombies and covered people in toilet paper you know whatever it's that's what i like about kind of the campiness of like horror movies and using those type of practical you know practical effects and i just i loved (laughs) and i and it's weird to say this now and 2021 i loved how they didn't give a fuck in the 80s the dialogue was so crazy (laughs) like there's one part where the one the the asian dude who was also in um um big trouble in little china he looks at the other woman who is clearly asian he goes 
you know what? Sometimes you almost look Asian. And I'm just oh, like, I know. Wow. Like, you couldn't say that now. And it's like, I was part thinking of it's the like, same thing. Oh, wait till we get to the second movie. <laughs> but, but uh, no, I agree with you. But it was an Asian person saying that to another Asian person. Right. So I don't know if it would have been that bad. And But he said it in such a way, but, she was actually offended by it. But I did cringe. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, and like, I hate kind of viewing things in it, the same way I would view something made now. And applying it to you know a movie you from can the nineteen eighties, tower being reprogrammed, like yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, I was like, ooh, you can't say that. Today's wokeism, you know, yeah. you, you take it back to the old movies that you watch, and you say, oh man, we never would have gotten away with that today. Yeah, so you just kind of start to think, oh man, they they got away with a lot of things uh, back in the day. I mean, it goes. Back, yeah, I would watch right now. Uh, you ever see the Kentucky Fried movie? <laughs> I have yeah. seen it, but I don't remember it. If you want complete just craziness and racism, that's the movie to watch. And yeah, that's, we I, promote I, that. If you want to watch racism, yes, oh, no, I'm just <laughs> joking. Okay, clearly, pause this. But no, I mean it's just it, it just shows a different time that they the dialogue was different, and it, it is campy. I mean, a lot of the dialogue is very campy, and it 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 reminds me of a horror version of Big Trouble in Little China. Like it just it's yes, very I campy. completely agree. And, and then that's just, that's I, that's what I love. I loved it. That and is, the entire time I was watching this, that's all I could think of was the first time I watched Little Big Trouble in Little China. I was like, this is the exact, <laughs> almost the exact same movie, except not. You know what I mean? Like, it's just got that it, feel just, to it. It got crazier and crazier and crazier, and then it was just, boop. So, yeah, I mean, I complete, I agree with everything you said uh, to the point where it's going to make a boring podcast because I mean, you were on the exact same page, but... uh I, uh, oh, Scott hated it. So yeah, that's true. So Scott's he needs. Topic. Yeah, I wouldn't say. That, I wouldn't say that I hated it. I. I could. This is a film that I could probably take or leave. If I'm putting this in in the pile, like we're putting horror movies on the pile, right. you know, in the table, and we're saying, "Hey, I'm throwing this one in. I'm throwing Halloween. I'm throwing Nightmare. I'm throwing Friday the Thirteenth. I'm throwing." This is probably not a movie that's going to make my Halloween pile or my horror movie pile. It's. I have kind of a. There's. A, there's there's a three tier system that I kind of have in my brain for horror movies. There's the A, the A tier, the B tier and the C tier. This is probably a B tier movie, maybe a lower B tier movie for me. It's, I'm glad I got to watch it. You know, it's John Carpenter, but it's not one of those movies that I'm bringing to the table and saying, this is going to be a, a yearly watch for me. But no right. one's saying that. I mean, what you, you're trying to put all this, all these horror movies on the same pedestal. No, no, no. Pedestal, but you have to understand like, nope. that I'm, I'm not the guy that you guys are. I'm not the movie guy. We know. I watch. I'm not. I'm not, I don't watch horror movies year round. Horror movies for me, it's kind of a, it's a seasonal thing. It's I watch them in October. You know, maybe start them late September, and then usually once Halloween's done, I'm done watching horror movies unless there's something that comes out in a movie theater when they release it in February. January you know, for Scream. Right. Yeah. Are you going to go see Scream? I will go watch that. Are you sure? It's January. Yeah, I'll, I'll go watch it <laughs> because it's, it's Scream and I, I mean, I do like that franchise. But again, I, this is just, that's how I take horror movies. It's, it's kind of a, it's a seasonal thing for me. And when I, I look at a horror movie as where I kind of look with any movie is what's the rewatchability for me? Like, is this something that I'm going to pull off the shelf and be like, yeah, hey, everybody come over watching horror movies. We're going to watch The Prince of Darkness. Yeah, I could see that because but for I, me, I, I do watch horror movies all the time. Like, I'll too. watch them any time of the year. If if you're looking at it in the lens of you're consolidating everything into one month and you have a finite amount of time, I can see where... 
that's that's where this I'm would going. fall by the wayside. Yeah. Yes, I get that. I mean, that's where I'm going with it. You know, do I am I going to go and watch this every other month? Probably not. I mean, I do want to look into it a little bit more. I do, like I said, want to watch In the Mouth Madness. I mean, it makes me appreciate a lot of the John Carpenter stuff. It really does, and I want to go back and you know revisit some of the stuff that either I haven't seen in a long time or you know like with the other one I haven't seen. So I would like to do that. Um, and, and I'm not saying this is a bad movie no. by any means. It's just it's one of those where again. You're coming from your average dude watching horror movies, right? You know, I'm I'm looking for the slasher flicks. I'm looking for something that's uh, maybe I a gave little you more a slasher flick flick last week that you hated. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a little more, you know, and it, it's just a little more on the you know up upside where I don't have to like think too much. You know, what I'm saying I don't want to overthink, and that's what horror movies do today yeah they try to make you overthink shit dude and i don't want to do that that man from the 80s what are you no i said that's what they do today you know like the movies like midsummer and hereditary things like that they want you to over over analyze and overthink everything and i don't want to do that man i want to go in you know and i want to just have fun watching a halloween movie or a horror movie make it you know, it doesn't need to be a two-hour movie. You know, hell, make it an hour movie. As long as you get to the points and I can see some gore and I can see some cool scenes, that that's me. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I want out of a horror movie. You know, but like I said, it's not that I'm saying that it's a bad movie. I'm just saying there's other movies that I'm going to gravitate towards before I get to this movie. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do have my, like, you, you know, if, if I'm going to do it the same way you did, I do have my top-tier horror movies that I'll revisit literally every year but yeah i mean i think this one for me is going to be one of those ones i watch a lot i feel like i I really do i just feel like when you do that you just you box these films and then 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 no one can ever penetrate that you know what i mean like but i think uh, for reference i think we need to understand that like you guys watch a lot of movies i don't so i'm not even when i watch a movie i have that movie gets slated into a time slot that i may not have a lot of time for so I may be a lot pickier on the movies that I choose to watch because I I don't want to waste my time watching a movie that I may not like. So there's a lot of things that I won't. Like I probably would have never probably picked this movie up and said, well, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this movie if somebody didn't tell me to watch it. That's right. We tell you what to do. Anyway, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that when you box the movies that Jordan and you are talking about into this, like, well, am I going to watch it during October? And I get what you're saying. You're going to, you're not going to be able to visit a lot of film. And I get that. That's not your thing. I I get that. Um, But what I'm saying is I would, I would put this in a pile of, of great horror films, like something I would go see in the theater, go to the Alamo for the majestic, whatever you want to call it. And uh, watch it with a bunch of people. I would, I would love to see this at the new Bev or, you know, at the, the Egyptian or something with a huge crowd, like on a midnight showing. I think that this movie does have a place kind of like the thing. It's, it's just, it's a good, I think it's a good horror film. It's like, I think that other horror films probably watch this to get ideas for, but, and, and you this, were, and you were saying at the beginning, you said that a lot of things kind of creeped you out and kind of scared you about this movie well yeah there, there was it, nothing in this movie that scared me that's, and that's and but, that's but that's where i'm coming from that it's, could be the desensitized like nature it's very possible a lot of desensitation you know? yeah. desensitation desensitation of yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that allison cooper <laughs> there's there's a lot of gonna say the whole, des- whole show desensitizing <laughs> well i guess we know what the name of the show is gonna be there's a lot of desensitizing when it comes to watching horror movies now and then i i don't i wasn't saying i was scared in any way i said it made me feel uneasy like it 
reminded me of that. The movie that scares me the most in this entire universe is Mothman Prophecies. And it's not a scary movie. But when you fucking hear Indrid Cold start talking on the other end of that phone, it just takes me to a place that is, like, not good. And I think that that's the same thing with this movie. It's like when you hear that, like, staticky voice from nowhere, it just... Just didn't make me that feel part. Good. I, that part I did think was kind of cool. I, I like that whole you know telecommunication over the analog symbol type. Of, you know, I mean, that I did enjoy. Like I said, there's a lot of things I enjoyed about this movie. I just don't know if it's again like I, I would just put it up there in my top tier movies. I'm not saying it was a bad movie, you know. And and again, and I think we've had this discussion where I've told you this before is I really do think I am very desensitized to horror movies yeah, because so do I. I watch a lot of things. And I and I'm just sitting there like, okay, yeah. I mean, right. yep, been there, done that, seen it. You know, give me something I haven't seen before. Well, right. I'm sure I'll get a lot of flack from people on this one, but I'm the type that I didn't like The Exorcist. I just didn't. I, I didn't. Either. I don't see the point of it. I don't see the, the the draw. I understand maybe for the time, and you know, it did set you know things in motion to you know go a certain route. But I was never into it. When did you I, watch I, The Exorcist? I was. I think the first time I may have seen it, I was, you know, in my early teens. Okay. And, and then, you know, See, I I, and then I revisited later hearing so much about that. It was supposed to be a thing. So probably maybe in my 20s when I was working for the video store and I was kind of binge yeah. watching things. I didn't watch Exorcist until I, I worked at a video like store and I always thought it was long and boring. I get why people like it, but I think you had to be Catholic caught up with <laughs> that, that too. But I think you had to be caught up with the hype in order to think it's the scariest well, movie ever made. And that's where I was. When I saw it, I was probably in my 20s. Yeah. Because I never wanted to sit down and watch this movie because it always kind of mentally, it creeped me out. And I was like, I'm never going to watch this movie. Like, I'll never sit down and watch it. And then one one day I, I said, I'm going to watch this movie. And I sat down, watched it, and I thought to myself, that's yeah, it? Yeah. That's it? okay. That's 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 what I was avoiding this whole time yeah, was and, watching this movie. And there, I think there a lot was of nothing these, there. I think a lot of these horror movies, it, it depends on when you watch them, and it depends on how maybe you reacted to them at the time. Like the one horror movie that I still just don't like to watch and it's not, it's, it is the most saccharine horror movie in the world right now is Poltergeist. I cannot watch that first Poltergeist movie. I love that movie. Great. I I can't watch it. And it's a Steven Spielberg movie and it's Toby Hooper. And it's, you know, if you look at it now, it's, it's cheesy. It's really not that scary. You get the big white, I mean, probably on wires, ghosty thing coming through the door. I can't watch that movie. I don't like the idea of sitting in front of a static television and, he, and that little girl's talking. No, thank you. I, I will not watch that movie. But if you look at it like, you know, if Scott were to watch it now, he'd be like, why are you scared of this movie? Right. I get that. For me, with The Exorcist, I just, I think I revisited it too late and just didn't care because I had seen a thousand other things that were more, you know, visceral and crazy in my head that I'm sitting there going, okay, so she throws up. Who cares? Her head turns. <laughs> don't care i mean even today we watched halloween kills and i'm sitting there watching all these things happen with a smile on my face ready to fist pump the air and thinking am i do i have a problem like i mean i'm I'm, I'm cheering for the shark at this point like it it was just one of those things so like this movie here i liked the idea like i said of blending the the science with the religion and the mythos of satan versus you know heaven and hell and i I just i like that approach of it i don't know how like it was like saying, okay, Exorcist was definitely a demon and, and the devil and all this stuff. This was saying, well, the devil is not what you think it is. You know, yes, at the end, you got the little claw coming through, but it's it's more like, hey, there's another dimension 
you know, and that's coming from this side. You know, it's bringing darkness. We're bringing light. And I like that approach to it. And that's why I like this movie. I totally agree. Um, anything that has to do with heaven and hell, I'm a huge stand for. So I, I'll always rate that stuff higher than normal because I think the idea of heaven and hell is amazing. I don't necessarily believe in it. I'm just saying I, I think the idea and there's different interpretations. I like all that stuff. Well, and I think that comes to my upbringing where I didn't really grow up in a religious household. So, you know, you got a lot of people who are, you know, Catholic, Christian, things like that, that would see the exorcist as a very impactful movie because this is stuff they believe in. I don't know, man. I grew up in a Catholic household and we went to church every Sunday. Of course, probably a lot against my will, but (laughs) you know, I mean, when I saw that movie, it wasn't anything that, made me uncomfortable Mm. it wasn't any i mean i I don't know maybe i was i just again detached from a lot of that stuff could be you are a robot person so i mean kind of i mean really (laughs) so anyways (laughs) let's uh, let's get to it we got a lot to talk about today so what did you give it uh i'm gonna give this one i think a three and a half like it's it's not like the top tier horror movies i did really 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 like it um, I will rewatch it. I want to go back and look at some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you know, go through all the stuff with Shout Factory that I've got on the disc. Um, what was your score again? Three and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good movie. Like the, I enjoyed it. That's mine as well. Three and a half. Uh, I think there were some pacing pacing issues, but I feel like that's a John Carpenter thing. But he doesn't get a pass. Um, I it's once again made me uneasy. There was a, a jump scare at the end that got me. Uh, the the creepy broadcast signal it was all good i would definitely recommend it i'd definitely go to the theater and see it um i'd give this multiple viewings i plan on watching it again you know this year so uh three and a half for me as well yeah i would definitely go to a theater and see this like yeah. if they showed it like if one of those like you know that hey every week we're doing a different horror movie i want to i want to see it on a big screen it's pretty cool same and that that jump scare did get me too <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like not a lot in this movie like scared me that got me and it was just like fuck I wasn't and, it, and it's that. unfortunate that we had to wait till literally the very end <laughs> to get that scare which it got me too it, it, it wasn't like a, oh my god i just spilled my drink all over my lap but it it makes you jump inside you uh, know because of, of of how it is presented and how it's filmed in the movie real quick i'm not gonna lie in that scene right there after he gets the jump scare and then he's just laying there before he gets up to go touch the mirror the way his neck looked, he's shirtless in bed and he's sweating and it's gross. I thought something was going to happen because the way his neck, it almost looked like a prosthetic neck. I thought you were I don't know. You yeah, were I was really turned on. He was Jordan's shirtless. Like I was rubbing my he, was, he was sweaty. It was everything I wanted. Four stars. No, it was just, it, it just, I don't know. Something about the way he was turned. It just looked weird to me with his porn stash. And he just probably just got done filming a porn. Most likely. Yeah, he's all greasy and sweaty. God. Okay. What'd you give it, Scott? It, for me, it was two and a half. I mean, it's middle, kind of middle road, you know. And I don't think two and a half is. It probably sounds a lot worse than what it is. But I, if I'm going on that one to five on horror flicks, it's probably middle ground, middle middle of the road. Okay, oh, man, I can't wait to rate Phantasm. Oh, so, <laughs> the other movie that we decided to watch is a uh, the that was given to us by the random generator, the beep boop 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 boop, was Phantasm. Phantasm, the delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom, a spirit, a ghost. For nearly four decades it has been contained, but evil always has a way of breaking free. Tommy's gone. 
It's hard to believe. It was a good idea not to let your little brother come to the funeral. Yeah, I don't like this place. Something weird is going on up there. The funeral is about to begin, sir. Um, yeah, so I'm... Uh, this movie is held in high regard. Uh, you were Angus Scrim, the ball, the, you know, uh, apparently this is a huge Halloween horror movie thing. And I, um, I watched it late at night. I was actually organizing this room, cleaning it up for you guys. Um, and I had to stop because I was, I was so interested. I had a bunch of my favorite elements about a horror movie, kid protagonist running away from the big scary guy. Uh, jump scare galore. It, it checked all the the boxes for me. I I really I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I don't think you guys did, so I'd love to hear why. I was just like <laughs> I'm looking at Scott. I was like, who do you, who wants to destroy this first? Well, here's so who here's wants to destroy this first, guys. We're gonna reinvent I, I the joke. I'm not gonna destroy it. But. Here, here's my here's my take on it. So at some point I've seen a phantasm. I don't know which one it was. And I, I can't say that it's I literally sat down and watched it from front to back. It, the, I don't know if it was like the third or the fourth or something along that lines. I don't remember seeing the second one, which is probably everybody says it's the best. Phantasm is, it is marketed as the ball with the blades. Mm-hmm. You don't, you get that one cool scene one scene and then one more after that where you're seeing it through the eyes of the ball and this is one of those where i think your like the build-up of it is more that you haven't seen it i think you are thinking that it is going to be something that it's not the expectation was higher than what the product delivered for me i actually fell asleep I pulled a Scott. I watched this. I didn't even watch it late. I just I threw it on. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this movie finally. I got bored. The dialogue is dry and weird. Like it, it feels like it, it's this campy. Was a, it's this a was kid like a, talking to his fucking uncle. What did you more did you want? It's just it felt like a student film. Like it just it was really weird. Like I, I, the pacing th- threw me off. Where it looked like I couldn't tell for a moment if this was a flashback scene or part of what's happening now, just the way they filmed it. And then there's a scene where the kid's talking to like some, you know, you know, uh, gypsy tarot tarot card reader (laughs) and her granddaughter. And then the granddaughter goes off to the, the funeral home and then the scream happens and that's it. Like you can even show that like, (sighs) yes, like this movie was built up so much in my head because I have seen the second one. That when I watched this, I was bored. And I hate saying that because I wanted to like this. I really did. Because Phantasm is another one of those properties where it's like you you just, like you said, you, you know the ball, you identify with it. This is another one where we blend horror and science when you kind of find out what the whole big twisty thing at the end is and what's going on. It's just, it was weird. Like, it was just, it felt weird. And I didn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't on an uh, there was no uneasiness to my viewing. Like I said, I got bored. I fell asleep. I woke up. I'm like, something's happening. 
I didn't like any of the characters except for the ice cream man. Um, <laughs> he was awesome, he, and he's in the second one. The, yes, because the second one is like Evil Dead, whereas they made he made it, two it's exactly, eight years later. Yeah, uh, exactly the same film. But, but I just, I, I think maybe that's part of it. It was it's like I saw one that they ramped up the the use of those spheres the 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 the, the horror I think, I think and the they, that's what they marketed they when they when they marketed this movie because I think everything you see when it comes to commercials for Phantasm or it's you the know, ball it's the ball well it's, I mean it's Aaron's the ball. got the box set that comes with a like an actual ball with it like I they do. are pushing hard right for now. this fucking silver ball and in the first movie it, you get one scene where it lodges into Angus Grimm's head. And it's like, ooh, gross. And then I think there's one more where it's kind of going around in the funeral home, and then that's it. Like, there's there's no point to it. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. It threw it, it concept-wise. Concept-wise, I mean, it's I'm I'm putting it because the character, it's the character in the ball, it's the tall man and the ball. You know, this mortician and you know his thing with the the caskets and stuff. I'm I'm putting it in that same category, I guess, as a Michael Myers, a Jason Voorhees, a a Freddy Krueger, a, a character type thing because there's so many of these movies that they made with this guy. So I'm waiting to see something something interesting and it, I don't think it just ever got to that point. There's some cool stuff in this movie. You get the gore when the ball and it drills into his head. The guy falls down and he pisses himself all over the floor. That's probably the first time I've ever seen a, a horror movie where somebody pissed themselves. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, that's piss. That's piss on the floor. <laughs> he just pissed himself. You thought he actually pissed himself. They left it in. They're just like, oh, man, he fell down hard. No, I'm just saying himself. it's like when he fell down and like, because you can see the piss coming out and the kid looks at it and he was like, he gives that Ugh, looking face. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, I think that's the first time I've seen anybody piss themselves in a horror movie. Yeah, gotcha. they, they really ramped up the campiness of this. And they, they made weird cuts where it's like. You know, at the beginning, they're like, oh, did you hear so-and-so died? Yeah, that sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go in. And then they go in, and then they're like, well, this sucks. And then all of a sudden, Angus Grimm's like, the funeral's about to start, sir. And then they cut away, and his face is like, he looks very put out. And they cut. And I'm like, I I texted Aaron. I'm like, the pacing just feels weird. Like I did think the pacing felt weird, but I didn't hate it for the same reason you guys did like i didn't hate I didn't, i'm not was saying like, i hate this no movie. i'm just There's saying a I, lot of hate would be a strong word i just expectation versus reality it, yeah definitely i think that's what it boils down to for us i, I, I in guess in the long run my problem was um it wasn't the pacing or anything there wasn't re- i didn't really have a problem i thought the kid was good he played like it was believable he was scared of this guy and you know he's they try killing him and it doesn't work. So they, you know, they're trying to they figure out how to stop him and they're going. I, I don't, I don't know, man. It felt very Monster Squad or you know, it just was. See that Monster scary. Squad is a better movie involving kids in horror, <laughs> and it, that's not even the greatest movie. Like that's a movie that I've built in my head as one of the greatest movies because I was a kid when I saw. It. I was just. Using I watch that it now an and it's very campy. I know. Uh, I'm just okay. I but get I think the kid that, stuff. I but that's you're saying. I, I watch this and it's campy. That's what Phantasm is. It's a very campy film. It's it's relying on its campiness and that's what's made it's what's made it to five of these things i, Please, I don't Chucky think he has like 12 i don't movies think it cares. was supposed to be good you know what i mean i think it was supposed to be exactly what it was weird and uh, not frightening i mean it was maybe in the 70s or whatever when it came out it was supposed to be frightening but it was 79 yeah it was uh you know, it was supposed to be frightening, supposed to be weird, and I could see it being weird back then. When you're waking up in the middle of, you know, 
your room and you're in a graveyard and these zombies come out and grab you. Like I get it. It I just it felt very entertaining to me. I was I I really but see we've watching. had movies where they've done campy and done it better than this. Like you said, Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a campy horror movie that honestly is a much better movie when you want to use the campiness to tell the story. Like the line, the dialogue is bad. The the visuals are you know subpar because it's very low budget. This movie just the dialogue was very clunky. The pacing was off. Like you, it was a the kid. Ba- he was like, "What the fuck?" He said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Like, it, that's I just fine. Didn't think the dialogue. Was I that just bad. like it's weird. Like you get you know, the dialogue was weird. Like it was like weirdly we- placed. How? Almost like it was like it was like a lot of one-liners. Yeah, like and, I said, I think they cut. And this is another movie out. that they say a lot of things that I mean, and I'm. You know, when he talks about the kid down the street, the mentally challenged kid, oh but God. use your head. I mean, he uses, you know, what you would use in 1979. I mean, he, it's... Waterhead. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird Retar. things in this movie and a lot of like one, Aaron. kind of like one liner. <laughs> <laughs> one liners placed in this movie that make it, it, it almost throws you off a little bit because you, you hear something and you kind of turn to it like uh, uh okay that that was weird that was, was just kind of a weird place the thing with the grave robbing and him like pulling the bodies out you know and making them jawas and <laughs> <laughs> i thought the same thing the whole which time which is which is weird so i did look that up <laughs> that is and, great and apparently star wars had not come out yet because they were filming this at the same time as star wars wow yeah so it was all kind of coincidental Wait, you said this may have released in seventy nine, oh, but they okay. filmed it probably well before that. Yeah, so oh, there was okay. there was they were actually filming this. I guess it took a lot longer to film. They were filming this at the same time. Like actually, they they started filming this before and using that same thing while Star Wars was filming during during that whole whole period and using this kind of the same Jawa sheets with the hoods and. It was just super weird. I, I kind of took me off a little bit thinking the same thing, and then I had to go look back. I thought they to were see. giant flies. Well, no, what had happened was... That was his finger. Yeah, so like the finger gets cut <laughs> off of uh, the tall man, and then when the kid goes to show... They were going to go show uh, the ice cream man, dude. Um, it turned into like some big weird bug thing, like a fly. And right. then that's how it gets him on board. Like, oh, yeah, let's go do it. And then I guess they get attacked by their friend, who has now been churned into a, a midget Jawa character. Right. And it's like, like I said, it, it, it took a weird turn for me because I guess I just don't remember enough of the second one to realize what this premise was. It's not even like a... He was turning the undead into slaves? He was turning the undead into yeah. midget slaves and transporting them back to his own planet, like right. Poochie from fucking yeah. The Simpsons. And Poochie <laughs> went away to his own planet, and <laughs> and it was so weird. Like, there was this weird doorway, and the kid gets a glimpse to this really hot planet with Jawas, and I'm just like, oh, this is what the twist was? Like, it just <laughs> threw me off, and it makes sense why the it's balls 79. were mechanical and crazy. I just... Well, and again, maybe in that, maybe in 1979 when this came out, maybe this scared people. And you go back and you watch a film that's you know 30 plus years old. You know, you you you, it, it's it's got to be different, man. It, like it feels different. You know what I mean? It's 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 hard to say that I can feel the same thing that an audience in 1979 is going to feel about this movie. Maybe I'm just fucked up. And I, and I will put my head in that space where, you know, I I want to say like, I'm going to look at it from a view of like, maybe when it was like 1979, how people would have seen this movie. 
And I can appreciate that. Well, and it's it's how I viewed Once Upon a Time in the West. I have to think, okay, yes, I have seen a lot of Westerns that I enjoyed a lot more than this movie. But at the time, these things were few and far between. We weren't getting inundated with a thousand things. You know, a, a movie was, you know, once a year, once every couple years. And the grandiose nature of it may have wowed audiences a lot more. And that's maybe why everyone enjoys it a lot more than I could. This movie, I just, even for 79 for me, just feels like it wouldn't that be that great. Well, because I, even then, because yeah. like, you're right, at the time, 79, horror movies weren't big. Like They had kind of been dwindling. I mean, even when um, Halloween, the original, was getting filmed, you know, people were, you couldn't market that movie. And they were playing small theaters in random small towns just to get word of mouth. Like, you couldn't sell that movie. And now it's, like, one of the biggest franchises. Uh, You know, horror movies, film, you know, all that stuff was kind of going by the wayside. And it wasn't until the 80s and the revival of horror, you know, started really pushing the boundaries. But I don't know. Like, this movie just really feels off for me. And maybe I need to rewatch it again. I I mean, I, I'm willing to do so. I, you know, I want to maybe watch the second one again. I definitely want to see, see the what the differences one. are, but I watch, I watch the second one. Right. Like, so, so recently? after watching the, yeah. So oh, after right. watching this movie, I go on and I do, you know, the whole YouTube thing where yeah. I start looking at people's reviews because I just want to, I'm interested to hear what other people say about this movie. And it's weird because people jerk to this movie. Yeah. And the first a good one? movie. Yeah. Yes. So they, they jerk off this movie and, as they should. So one of the guys said, he goes, it's it's kind of left at this cliffhanger. The second movie explains everything, and it's a much better movie. So I I buckled down. I, I strapped up, you know, my boots, and I put the second movie on. It's like two in the morning. And it, didn't, boots. it, it <laughs> didn't do shit. Right. Like, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> give you the explanations you, you wanted. So. <laughs> I don't believe you at all. And it just I can't didn't wait do to it, man. It well, it's, it. it's just like, uh, you know, with Halloween, where the, they made the second movie and they're like, oh, Michael Myers was her brother the whole long. Like, sometimes, you know, things don't explain the things you want and they don't really make things better. And I, that's my thing. I think maybe Phantasm 2 maybe have up, upped the gore factor or the, you know, all the, you know, the chills and whatever. But. As far as the first one goes, like it just it does bum me out honestly that I didn't enjoy it like I thought I would. I, and, kind of and, the same. And it, it is one of those expectations versus reality situations for me. What did you give it? Uh, for me, I one and a half. Like I'm, I'm probably I'll I'll rewatch it just to see if Ouch. my taste <laughs> of this movie. But honestly. I mean, and, it, and this is great because this was one of our random movies. So it's like not like I don't feel like I'm attacking a choice of yours or a choice of Scott's or or vice versa. But you I just never feel like that because these are all no, and I and I shouldn't. Seen, but so. you know, there there are you know sometimes you do look at it at like this okay, every fault. movie you've <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad I got to see this movie because it, it right. is on that list of movies that is probably I'd put it in that upper B tier as far as subject matter and yeah. and the movies itself because there was five movies. So, I mean, there was a lot of phantasm and the ball and the whole thing, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, that's how it was marketed. So I'm glad I got to see this movie. Well, it, this is it going to those... make me go watch no. all the other four. I probably not. I, I'll stop yeah, at two. You, you, I won't I go further say, than But that. you got to two. So. I, I, because I got suckered in. I was going in. to say. You yeah. But two. I yeah. heard every, everything past that. It just, like it, it's like with the Chucky movies or, you know, like, uh, what was it? Puppet Master and things like that. They just start to go off the rails in a way that just <laughs> now nah, doesn't even make well, sense. This and this is where I would put this movie. I'd put this movie with, with the Puppet Masters. You know, the Hellraisers, the things that I consider probably the B tier, right? The, the B tier of, of horror 
you know, the, the, the horror movie genre. Right. Because I mean, I think even with Hellraiser, that was one of those franchises where I remember seeing the third one, which is admittedly not the best movie in the world, but it has an actress in it that I remember from watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So like I identified with that character just because I knew her. I go back and I watch the other ones and admittedly, I don't like the first one as much as I like the second one. Hmm. And it's just one of those things where everyone lauds the first one being such a great movie and, you know, Clive Barker directed it. He never, wrote it. He did all this stuff. Any of them. We might have I've to never watch seen them. any of them. But I, I enjoyed what? the second one more than never the first. Never seen any of them. And this is where uh, Phantasm comes in, where it's like, I, I think I enjoyed the second one more than the first. It could just be because I have memories of it more than this. But after watching this, I mean, just I don't I've I didn't see the parts. appeal. I've seen bits and pieces of Hellraiser. Right. I've never sat down and actually watched the entire movie. I mean, the first one and it, I know it for someone good. who says, just... oh, I love the horror genre. And people are going to be like, you're an asshole because you haven't watched these movies. You know, I mean, it is what it is. So <laughs> there's so much out there, though. I mean, you can't sit there and go, you didn't see Hellraiser. You're not a real horror fan. Like, right. Fuck you. There's there, there's an entire catalog of movies that I guarantee you you've never seen. Horror fan number five. Come I walked on. past the guy who played Pinhead at right. horror. Doug Bradley, him and his horror mask, con or whatever the, the hell. Only we went one to. on the panels that didn't want to not mask up. <laughs> um. So what'd you what'd you give it? It's a two. Okay. For me, it's a two. So, and it's, so Jordan it's a gave it a bit. lower score than you. Yeah. I'm actually surprised yeah. about that. I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate it because there was a lot of things that are. It's redeeming for the horror genre. There was some some good gore. There was some funny scenes. There was you know the thing with the tall man. I, it has character. I it just think that was man a little off the mark. I, I read I I read that they intentionally put him in like. Platforms. Clothing, platforms to make him slightly taller and clothing that was slightly small. So he always felt like he was just too big for everything. Mm-hmm. And there was that one scene where he's walking down the street and you see the ice cream dude right there and he's just lumbering like a Sasquatch. Yeah, and then he weird. stops and he just turns. And it's like for him as a character, I would have loved to see him in a better version of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Because his character is very... It's just, it's just potential. as a person, so much he's potential. creepy looking. Except this movie's really good, so. Fuck you, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a three and a half for me. Wow. I thought it was very good. Wow. I, okay. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. I'll see it in the theaters. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked the tall man. I think he's a cool character. He ranks up there. Um, I enjoyed the storytelling. I enjoyed it all. I enjoyed the funeral parlor and how creepy it was and, like, the... Metal things that you put your hands on and get shocked. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, for, that, um, for the doorway. Yeah, so I, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. I do you think I'm your disappointed. score? Well, I didn't I didn't check anything. No, no, no. That has to do with this. No, film. I'm thinking. Does your score reflect your? I'm seeing a pattern with you, and it's not a bad thing. Where I think. <laughs> What? No, I'm just saying, like, we, maybe you Aaron, identify. Aaron, we'd like to talk right now. No, I... uh, we'd like to have a conversation <laughs> a about your patterns. Fucking intervention. I'm interested here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I think you, as a moviegoer, cinephile, whatever you want to classify how you view things, gravitate more towards stories where the kid is a pro- protagonist. I do like kid protagonists. And I don't, I, know, I don't know if maybe it's you not getting into these things until later in life because you've admitted, last week. even said that yeah. you're you he wasn't allowed to in watch a way him. where you weren't allowed to do these things and experience these things that maybe now you're identifying with the kid protagonist. Like I think you can so see yourself because being that character. I always like kid protagonists more than adult protagonists, but it's not, it's mostly because 
they're so unlikely and it's like they how do they get out of the situation whereas an adult can just be like and i know we'll get to halloween but an adult can just go get a gun and then come back and and stop this but a kid has to use his imagination. This, and, this kid had a gun in this movie. He didn't I, stop any I of it. I know, but I'm just <laughs> some shit. I'm just saying. I'm saying like you're more practical as an adult. I think it's more fantastical when you're a kid. So I just I think, you know, I like that. I like. Yeah, the and idea. I'm not saying that that's that's influencing your score. I just I've I've noticed that in some of the things that we have talked mm-hmm. about. Not not even just on the show. Like in in the past, where you like I think you identify with those characters. A little bit more only because like you just you know. like I love it. It is awesome. And I think and do you, I've, but read, do you like... I've read the book. I've, read, I've watched all the movies. I like them all. I like both versions. I like the adult version. I like the Okay. I was wondering story. like what, what did you identify? Like, because for me, I liked the kid version of that too, because you're right. You know, you, you know, everyone has that moment when you're a kid where you're scared about something and you want to yeah. think, okay, how am I going to get out of that situation? And it's, I it's like... honestly, it's part of why I don't like, like I said, poltergeist. I just... The idea that those kids going through some shit, like it just, you know, it gets to me growing up watching some of these horror movies. Whereas, you know, as an adult, it's like you sit there and you cheer for their death, like fuck, right. you die. And, and the with the kids, it's like, okay, I don't want this kid something bad to happen, and I I can get that. Not I even just, that. It's more like, oh, these kids are put in this fantastical situation. How are they going to get out of it? And it's like they have. That's why I like Monster I, Squad? Yeah, it's. That's why. So I, I'm, I'm sticking with my three and a half. F you guys. I'm not saying I, no. You can no, score how you want. I just, I'm, I'm thinking that you know, if, if this movie ha- didn't have that kid in that role, and it was just the two idiot doofuses in, in you know, going through this whole movie, would this movie be I the like, same to you? I think so. I like the uncle. I like the ice cream guy. I, I, um, I don't know. We will never know because it's not a thing. But I, I like, I like all the characters. So, you know. Even the guy at the beginning who got killed well, you, for having you sex. You ain't going to get the little kid in part two. So That's fine. It's, it's going to be grown up, different and guy playing still, the kid. I right. still like it. Yep. So anyways, with that said, we have two more movies for you guys next week. Um, and it's Scott's turn to pick. So my pick is from 1985. And this movie is something that I always saw the cover of and wanted to watch but just never picked it up. And it's directed by Dan O'Bannon. It's uh, hey, the Scott, re- <laughs> Do you think that your movies are just um, a calculation of uh, cover art and um, psychoanalysis of. Well, how it's funny much... because I already said that. Like, we can't fucking talk about <laughs> it. It was a joke. Anymore. I was joking. I'm allowed to joke back. <laughs> Kid diddler. Anyways, <laughs> you got to cut that out. <laughs> it's 1985's The Return. Of the Living Dead. In the dark of the night, something strange is going on. is how do we get them back into the ground? Bert, Frank, we have a little 
problem. Four left. Ten right. Because technically, you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Yeah, I'm actually very excited about this because I've always wanted to see this movie. I own it. Never seen it. (laughs) I own it. I never seen it. But that's going to change next week. Anyways, um, this movie, once again, just like Phantasm, the internet. Yep fucking jerks it's load to this thing uh everybody and their mom seen it i guess we're the only two three have you seen it this is one where i'm like scott i've seen the cover art i've passed by it i've seen bits and pieces okay so we're the randomly only... here and there and i know enough of this movie where i can describe some stuff of it but yes i have not watched it from beginning to end so we're the only three idiots on the planet who haven't seen it um <laughs> i'm yeah i to, Kind of pulling back the veil here. They're back from the grave. I fucking hate zombie films. And ready to party. I, I just don't think they're very good. I do not. The idea of a slow moving creature. It, it the, unless you get the people around you, like Night of the Living Dead, which is more of social commentary than it was about zombies. I just don't feel like zombie movies work unless they're running at you full speed. And and even then, it's it doesn't make any sense. So I'm I'm gonna watch it and give it a fair score. I'm just saying. I feel, isn't particularly, I, feel like, I feel like by the cover of this... I know, it's very punk rock. I, I get I'm it. thinking it's going to be like the Night of the Living Gremlins. So Okay, so <laughs> this is the type of movie we're getting ourselves into. There is a scene in this movie that I do vaguely remember where the zombies are attacking the cops. They get all the cops. And you could hear on the radio, What's going on? What's going on? And one of the zombies grabs the radio and goes, Send more cops. And I'm just like, yes, please. I am into this 100%. This is, I'm very excited to watch this from beginning to end because I, I love zombie movies. I love just the, some of the, just the dumb versions of these movies. I mean, there is a return of the living dead three that I remember the box art as well. And it's just so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. I just am saying I have my reserves because of zombie film, but I, that's a good pick because it forces me to watch it. So essence of the show. So, random gym generator, beep-boop-bop-beeps, what will be our double feature for next week? All right, random movie generator, you have picked for us Oculus. Tim is a healthy adult who represents no danger to himself or anyone else. And I believe he should be discharged. Hey, little brother. I found it. What do you mean? We only have a few days. A few days for what? To keep our promise and kill it. My name is Kaylee Ann Russell. The purpose of today's experiment is to prove that the object behind me is responsible for at least 45 deaths in the four centuries of its recorded existence. We got a new home, so we get new furniture. It's a bit ostentatious, though, don't you think? 
Dad, who's that lady in your office today? What lady? We were just kids. We made up a scary story so we wouldn't have to accept the fact that our father was a sick man who killed our... Mom? 2013 movie. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu. Um, it star oh Michael Flanagan directed, which Uh-oh. if you haven't, he's very popular right now. Starring Karen Gillian, which uh, she's hot, and she was in Doctor Who. So, yeah, that is what we'll be watching as our second film for next week. Um, cool. So, we also were able to see today Halloween Kills. We just actually got back from it a couple hours ago. So, uh, wow, what did you guys think of that? I'm going to go against every literally everybody on the internet and and say I fucking enjoyed this. Like I I I I boiled it down to just the most basic carnal visuals and I loved everything about it. It was campy and dumb and you know the kills were brutal and crazy and I mean the some of the dialogue was pretty bad and and just kind of I don't know the, felt the, weird. The internet is freaking out about stuff, man. I mean, they're dumb. freaking out about don't, the fire department and them killing yeah. oh, firefighters. Yeah, I don't think and, that's why they gave it, a, gave it a bad review, and I don't think that's why people are upset. They seem to be more upset that like it destroys some of the lore, nostalgia, or something. How they two killed the lore? Like uh, they've killed lore. The so I did, I did say that. So I told Aaron this on kind of the drive home. I said, I wish. And okay, so spoiler alert. If I mean, you don't want. If you're listening to this, you haven't seen it. I, I, we're going to talk about certain things in the movie. It's probably going to spoil the movie. Okay. So when he, he loses his mask and he's walking around with his horseshoe bald head, to me kind of took me out of that because it is such it made him such a person. A, correct. He's Isn't that, a, what did I say? That was literally my exact, but words. I don't want Michael Meyer to be a person. Uh, Michael Myers is, is he is, he's the figure. He is, he's the white William Shatner. He's the guy that is, Love it. He, yeah, I don't want him to be human. I don't he's, want him to the, have a human side. He's the shape. Like, the, the way they described him. The shape. Him, originally, the, the, the shape. And to humanize him threw me off. It, it, they, yes. they did this in 2018 as well, where, you know, you see him standing in the middle of the, the, the yard of the mental institution, and he's standing there, and he's an older man, and it humanized him. And then you he puts on that mask, and you're like, oh, there he is. Okay, let's go kill some people. Yeah, I felt the same way. Where it's like, oh, okay, don't take his mask off. Like, yeah, I and I was really hoping. So they show him just far enough away that you can't make out details of his face, right? But you can see that he's like balding. He's got some facial hair. He's George Carlin, and <laughs> oh my god, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what he looked like. I thought, oh my god, George Carlin is Michael Myers, and it just it kind of took me out of that a little bit. Now he puts the mask back on and can then just continues to fuck everybody up. And I'm like, ah, okay, kind of redeemed a little bit. You know, I mean, it's, I just wish I hadn't had to see that at that moment. And, you know, again, spoiling things. How little screen time did Jamie Lee Curtis have in this movie? Very little. Like, she almost was inconsequential. Like, she was there inconsequential. Was just... She stood in a bed and talked about her feelings the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she was oh, very upset. I, I I, really loved it, too. I, I don't get why the internet's freaking out. I, I like the story. I like going back. Jim Cummings was in this fucking film. I fucking freaked out. I love that. If you, ha- if you have not, if you don't know who that is, go watch Thunder Road and go watch uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. He is literally, you notice he plays a cop in literally every movie he's in. Yeah. Um, 
and kind of a doofy cop. Like yeah. he almost felt like he was doofy almost, the service. It almost felt like he was the same character from the Wolf of Snow. I completely in this agree. Ex- exact movie in nineteen like because the the beginning of the movie kind of does this nineteen seventy eight flashback. Which and I love. Yes. And Jim Cummings' character was a cop. And it just reminded me of that same character where they're kind of going to the Myers house. He's like, derp, 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 stab. Dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, but, oh, man. But uh, I, I seriously, I just loved every second of it. Um, I like Michael Myers. I I do kind of get old. I do think the, like, the more he kills, the evil he gets. And then he becomes impossible. Look, dude, you're taking seven bullets into the chest <laughs> and the fucking pitchfork and getting stabbed in the back of the neck. It's time to go. I get they got one more of these films to make. I understand all that. Stop putting him in these situations because you you're trying to ground this in some sort of reality, but it but it feels more supernatural than anything. It was weird because at the end they they get him in the middle of a street, mask off, and then all of a sudden, just like that first remake where it's like, gotcha. We got you. We we tricked you. You found it. <laughs> but it's a riot it's a riot from all the like right. the people from the past his past Ugh. the kids from the original movies and people from the first movies they've got them you know torch and pitchforks in the middle of the street and it, it's like i get it. it it was cool to see the, the callbacks yeah because they brought in Lindsay, the little girl who uh the sheriff in the first movie's daughter she ends up getting killed um she was babysitting Lindsay. um jamie lee curtis was uh, uh babysitting tommy doyle who is not played as an adult by paul rudd which bums me out because i love halloween six um, this time it's played by uh, Anthony Michael Hall, which I, I don't know, love it or leave it. I don't fucking care. I kind of liked him. Yeah, he uh, he just, was just a little bit too like aggressive for me, but I I get it. He sur- well, yeah. I get it. That's what I'm saying. I get it. He survived. He's got the, 40 years of trauma. Apparently, yeah, like, like, like these people can't <laughs> let shit go. It's been 40 years, man. Like at some point, move on with your like. Why do you guys still live in Haddonfield for one? Right. Like okay, I've been traumatized in this town. The the killer almost got me. I survived. Fucking move to Los Angeles. The best Go part somewhere else. is that people were, there was a line in this movie where people where they're they're showing the news in Haddonfield where like all these murders are happening and people are like, We moved here because it was so quiet and a nice neighborhood. Did you <laughs> yeah. not read the newspapers? It's like like buying a house and then after the fact they're like, Oh, by the way, it's haunted. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> thanks for buying the house. No, like it, it and, and the funny thing is when you really boil it down, like this is very small town thinking. You know, nowadays you know, people get killed all the time, and if you think about it, Michael Myers only killed three people in the original movie. Like, right. you know, it wasn't this crazy mass murder like you see in a lot of you know real life situations. So th- this is a very microscopic version of the trauma that these people s- suffered through. Like Haddonfield is not on the map nationally for this one guy killing three people. Get over it. I think uh... they they are all very centralized in that thinking so it was just weird i honestly think this will swing around and people will like this more later than they do now yeah because if you notice like it's very campy they kill the the Mm -hmm. annoying kids from halloween 3 they made them super annoying on purpose to kill them good and uh i think that was kind of like a, a wink nod at the audience uh this movie should have been called halloween and the night no one knows how to use a firearm um, oh my god <laughs> They give the biggest gun to so which was, four feet away. So what was cool is that I actually went back and watched the 2018 Halloween um, last week before we went and all did all this. So it was neat seeing there was a scene where Michael Myers is walking down the street and Halloween's going on, and you see the couple dressed as the doctor and the nurse getting into their car and leaving. So it was neat to mm. see them in this movie. Okay, this is where they went. This is what happened right. with them. And then fuck them. 
kill him, stab him in the eye, <laughs> like get rid of him. And you know, it was just it was neat seeing some continuity. Like it was really kind of cool. Now yeah, I consider you know, these these weird. three films to just be one long film that they couldn't do as one long film. You know what I mean? Well, it's the longest night you'll ever fucking experience. I don't know when they started the night with the original Halloween remake in 2018, but I swear to God, like they condensed so many things that in reality would take hours and hours and hours to accomplish. I mean, at one point, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode is getting surgery. And then in the next scene, she's laying in a bed. Five on, minutes later. She's laying on the bed on her side talking to uh, the other guy, the cop that you thought died in the first movie. Spoiler, he didn't. And she's on her side talking to him. And I'm like, I got my gallbladder removed. And it was a very minor procedure. I couldn't move from my back for hours. How is she <laughs> talking to him casually like nothing ever happened? Yeah. So there, there is a lot of suspension of disbelief. When it comes to this, but I'm not going into Halloween going. I want something yeah. raw and real. Right. I'm not. I, it's the same. You know. I don't need Hereditary or, or Midsummer or all these movies. I want Michael Myers to go and just kill everybody. Yep. Give me kills. And the first movie, the original, was great because you don't see the blood. You don't see the gore. It was very, very. Um, you had to imagine the violence. Mute. This. This takes that and says, no, nah, nah. we're going to show everything. <laughs> Flipping it on its side. And like, immediately. And I, I told you guys after the movie, and, you know, like it or leave it, whatever, I could have watched him tear apart first responders for another 20 minutes. And, Jesus, and, and it's, yeah, I'm a monster. Or, yeah, and, and people are upset about this part in the movie, but it, it is actually, it Fuck goes em. with the, the theme of the movie. I mean, he's... He's in the house at the beginning, and they just left the house because they set it on fire. Right. So the first responders are actually going to the house to put out the fire because they don't know what's going on. Right. And then he just comes out and fucks everybody up. It's like, hey, we're going to save the... Nope, just kidding. Yeah. And so I, it, it, I don't think that it was one of those scenes that people are calling for it to be taken out of the movie. Fuck people. You know what? It doesn't need to be taken out of the movie. It, no. it, it is. It's perfectly fine. Well, and what's great is that it, for me, the 2018 version really hit home for me when you had a character. So in the first movie, the this, there's this dad and there's this kid and they're traveling down the road and the dad's taking the kid to go hunting. And the kid's like, I don't want to hunt. I like dancing, you know? So it's kind of like the modern you know kid <laughs> wanting to do more things than just hunt. And the dad's trying to, you know, macho him up a little bit and go take him hunting. And they come across the, the wreckage of the bus and Michael Myers and everybody's kind of escaped. And the dad goes out, does all this stuff. He disappears and what's great about that movie and what really brought it, and again, this probably says something to my mental health. I probably should go see somebody. <laughs> Michael Myers kills that kid. He beats his head against the window inside the vehicle. And that was like, you don't see that a lot. As you, all kids who want to dance should be. Well, I'm just saying like, you know, like when we talk <laughs> about Phantasm, how like you, 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 you see these kids, they usually put in these situations. Nine times out of ten, they're going to survive because right. it's almost an unwritten rule where you don't kill the kids. You know, you know, animals, sometimes you don't kill those things like, you know, things like that. Michael Myers beats this kid's head. I mean, this is this is probably an 11 year old into the window and kills him. And I'm sitting there going, OK, where can they go from here? And, and and that's why it's kind of cool to see the escalation in this movie. Like, they're not afraid to kill people. I mean, they, he killed a gay couple, which, oh, my God, the worst names of characters. Big John and Little John. And it, and it, <laughs> and it's funny when they do it. And They I, refer to themselves through the whole movie as Big John and Little John. And I don't... 
I don't know anybody that would do that. Like, that's such a weird dynamic. But I liked the idea that they, you know, they scared the kids and, you know, they, they freaked them out with the lore of the Myers house because they were living there. And, you know, some of the stuff played pretty well. And other stuff was very just callbacks to nostalgia. You've got the original sheriff. Um, you have, you know, the original Lindsay and you have Tommy Doyle. They added some weird um, character that didn't really exist uh, in the original series. The cop? No, the kid that, you know, when Michael Myers walks up oh, to the kid and the then sidewalk. he like, oh. and then he kind of hides himself and then that's it. You know, I, and for me watching this movie, I was afraid they were going to go the route of they're finally going to kill Michael Myers and either the daughter of Laurie Strode picks up the mask and goes crazy because she ends up stabbing him later and it kind of messes with her a little bit. I'd have quit. I'd have quit right or, there. Yeah. <laughs> or it was going to be that kid that was getting picked on in 1978 that saw Michael and then that was it. I feel like maybe something would have happened with him as well and it turns out it was actually the father of uh, Laurie's daughter's daughter, uh, the boyfriend, which, fuck, I'm glad they killed him because oh, I, I, hate, I hated that guy <laughs> from the first movie. I'm glad they killed his dumbass. Oh anyway. well. So do you think they took a they took a little bit from the Rob Zombie remake by by taking the beginning of the movie and flashing it back to the original on all the stuff you didn't see at the end of the original movie because we get we get Sam, you know, he comes out, he's and and it's it's them trying to, you know, get Michael back after he's killed these people and he's he's left the house. You know, they, they kind of throw it back and give you that, hey, this is what you didn't see. And that's kind of what the Rob Zombie remake did was, you know, hey, this is the kid part that you didn't see with the movie. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool. I liked I I just love this franchise so much. Even the worst parts of these movies are still some of my favorite things in the you world. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. When you go and, to a and, and that's movie. why, like, when people are going to this movie and then they're trashing it for, you know, the weird you know ending, which yes it's a little weird you know you kind of sit there and go how did he get there again why is he still up like you said they unloaded like you know you know eight or nine bullets into him it's just i i loved it like i really just yeah. loved yeah, this it stupid good. it was perfect i i might want to go get that trial subscription to peacock and just rewatch it later just to watch some of the stuff and you can go watch it in october oh a Halloween movie, <laughs> two weeks removed from Halloween, could not be the best possible thing. Like yeah, it's, it's just, just it's it just makes me timing. so happy. I'm, we're not talking about this movie releasing right now in the middle of like March. Like I'm just, Which I'm very awesome. happy about. Yeah, it's this. not a summer movie. Yeah. So what, what'd you Scream. give it? Uh, honestly, I'm gonna get a lot of shit. I can give it a four. Fuck it. Nice. It was, it was fun. I like this movie. I rewatched this movie. I actually pre-ordered it this morning before we went and saw it. Um, it's up on Amazon for pre-order. I will probably get the steelbook. I just got my five movie set in 4k like you did. It's fantastic. I love this franchise. I will see every one of them, no matter how bad it is. It's a four. What'd you give it, Scott? <laughs> it's a three. I think Fuck it was... you. it's a four. No, nah, I mean, it's a three for me is, is better than better than half. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's if we're giving it on a scale of five, a three for me is good. I liked it. It had good kills. It had, oh. Is it is it a necessary part of this Halloween? Ah, pro, who knows? It's one of those take it or leave it movies. But it's Michael Myers. It's Halloween. It is what it is. You get what you get. So it's it's a it's a solid three. This makes me want to revisit the second Rob Zombie version, uh, Halloween Two. I remember seeing that movie in the theater and really not liking it. And everyone has since said. 
well, that was really good. It was really good. I'm sitting there going, was I just not in the right headspace for that second movie with Rob Zombie? So headspace, I'm going to go back and watch the it. Podcast. Headspace. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I, I liked it a lot, but there were just some stuff that I was just like, Jesus, can we, can, can we learn from our mistakes? At one point in this movie, they're screaming out like catchphrases in a hospital and tonight, <laughs> evil, uh, yeah, evil dies tonight. Yeah. Evil dies tonight. Um, so it was just, it was, it was, it got a little goofy. I would say at some points, but if you took all that stuff out, it'd be fine. Um, right. I think it fits fine into the lore, into the genre, or I whatever. Just, I, I I have no inherent issues with this film, except for how people shoot guns. Uh, you, you wouldn't <laughs> God, go to a burning house without cop uh, police presence, but it's fine. I get it's a movie. I can you know I can disassociate well, see, myself, but I some of those things are very are very minor, but I just, I can't help you. Like, but see, why? Michael was killing people that night. Do you think the police presence was pulled in a different direction? You, and that's it, why it doesn't matter. Didn't have it. And it's you, a small town. Like I, they I, don't have this giant police force. Even the I, black guy with the cowboy hat. Was it part of Haddonfield? It's more it. of like a Pinal County Sheriff or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I understand. And I know that you're trying to justify it, but I'm just saying, Oh, it's, I'm not it's justifying. A, it's ridiculous, it's but fr- you know, it's just, it's, that's the frustrating thing. It's just like, why isn't there anyone there? But see, you're trying to inject reality in something that's, just fantastic. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it's not a big deal. Yeah. But uh, okay. I, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I, I think it was really good. So anyways, this show has been a absolute shit show on the other end that you didn't get to hear, but it's all good. We made it through. Uh, that's your. That's, we made it through. <laughs> what with is, Allison Cooper. <laughs> uh, this is all watch it later podcast. We're good night. No, I'm kidding. Um, this is this is so. This is the I'll Watch It Later October Spooktacular. Expect a number, and hopefully a much better episode next time than this. Don't uh, count on it. <laughs> well, uh, does anything come out next weekend? Uh, Movie-wise? Oh, Dune. But Dune comes I guess out. we could talk about that. It's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, no, Dune's coming out. <laughs> uh, a lot of the early reviews on that one are pretty positive. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of early reviews on Halloween Kills was very positive, and then it just went fucking downhill as far as people reviewing shit. So... I can't, I, I don't, I'm done with watching people's reviews. I yeah. Don't, I don't fucking care. I've been like that for a long time, so welcome to the club. But uh, <laughs> as always, guys, you can follow us on our website, I'll watch it later, podcast.com. I'll watch it later, pod.com. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> just give I'll, just evil con- eye. I'll just, I'll just confuse everybody that's listening. Uh, so go ahead and watch Return of the Living Dead and Oculus. Oculus. I think you guys are going to like that one. I've seen it. I, but it's been... Do you own it? Years. No, actually, I don't. Oh, wow. Now i got to create a new theme new song. New category. Seen it, not own it. <laughs> I've seen it. And that's like I a readily available movie, too. Like I'm surprised because you own things like uh, Free Guy. Yeah. I saw your post the other day, and I was actually almost upset with you for and buying that. Only reason I own it is because <laughs> I four fucking K. I, I own everything. I'm a collector. I'm a that's collector. it. I just Oculus. never. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, well, I can change it in two seconds. Anyways, uh, so I, I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. And Scott. And this is I'll Watch It Later podcast. We'll see you guys next week.